Hello, welcome to God Day. I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And today I want us to focus on our salvation, our 3D salvation. God has a full and complete salvation for us. Praise God. And uh, we're going to take as our base scripture 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24, which says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely that your and may your whole spirit soul and body those are the three dimensions be may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless until at the coming of our lord jesus christ he who calls you is faithful who will also do it and there's some wonderful truths in this scripture and uh, first of all Notice, he's the God of peace. And that's the word, you know, he's the God of wholeness and shalom. And, and this means that God uh, wants to save us completely and he wants us to have assurance. He wants us to have his peace in our hearts that, that we are in his hands and his salvation uh, is going to happen fully. And so we have the assurance of our salvation because we're trusting in Christ. And notice it says, the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And th this word sanctify means that it's, it's God himself working in us, filling us with his presence, setting us apart from all that is unworthy so that we belong completely to him so that we are completely saved. And it's God himself that is doing this. No one else can do it. And it says, he who, is, he who calls you is faithful, who will also do it. I want you to notice that he began by calling you to himself and you responded and you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And now that he's called you, uh, he's, he's begun a great work in you. And, and he is faithful to complete it. Thank God that your salvation depends on him. We just trust in him and he does the hard work. He is faithful to do it. So notice God is in charge of our salvation. And it says that he will sanctify us completely. He is gonna continue to work until we are completely saved. He's not going to set, settle for anything less than complete perfection in your life and in your being. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And, and peace also means order. He's going to bring you being into complete order and harmony and well-being. Praise God. Through his presence in you. Through his holy sanctifying spirit. To sanctify is to set apart. So what that means is to be wholly sanctified means that God wants our complete being set apart to him and saved completely from sin and evil and set apart to God. This is talking about the restoration of our whole being to the glory that God originally planned for us. Because when man sinned, he lost the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, it says. But God wants to fill us completely with his presence and his glory. And that's why he talks about the sanctification being in our whole spirit, soul, and body. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Praise God. And so 
the complete being of man is in three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And this process will be completed at the coming of our Lord Jesus. And, and so he will then complete that. But until then, we're still under construction. God is still changing us from the glory to glory, but it will come to completion at the, at when the Lord returns again. And that's God's promise. So we can rejoice in, the, in that fact that God's going to bring, he's going to finish what he started. He says, he who calls you is also faithful who will do it. He will complete it. He's not going to give up on you. And that's what Paul also said in Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this one thing, this is the, this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will surely perform it. He'll surely perfect and complete what he started. So thank God that your salvation doesn't depend on yourself. Now we, we should cooperate, but it's ultimately... Uh, is the work of the grace of God. Hallelujah. We're going to be blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're going to look today at how God has been working our salvation out and how he is going to work our salvation and how he's going to complete our salvation too. How is he doing it? And, and we see it that it's in three dimensions, in three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And so one of the most helpful things we can know is God's revelation that we are spirit, soul, and body. Um, we're in the image of God, you see. God is triune, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in perfect unity. And so God created us to be three in one, spirit, soul, body. We are a triune being. God also created the universe to be triune. It, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And, and there's three things there. The heavens, that's space. Uh, in the beginning, that's time. And the earth, that's matter. And these three things of space, time, and matter exist together in a triune harmony. And you can't have one without the other. And in the same way, you are a triune being. And the idea is that the three dimensions of man are to be in perfect harmony. And so we can understand God's working if we understand God's spirit, soul, and body. In Genesis 2.7, it describes how God created man. It says that the Lord God formed man um, of the dust of the earth. And then it says he, he, blew, he breathed into man the breath of life. Praise God. And so what happened there is that God, when God's spirit um, fused with his body, with man's body, that created a living being, it says, or a living soul. So the soul is in the, the connection between the spirit and the body. So you've got three things there. We, we live, in a sense, our innermost being is from the breath of God. We derive our being from God himself. But then that's expressed through our soul, through our body. So we are spirit, soul, and body. But the deepest part of us, the, our essence, is our spirit. That's the source of our consciousness. 
which comes from, from God. And because God is spirit and we are spirit, we were made to have fellowship with God. And whatever we receive from God comes from, by the Holy Spirit through our spirit. And it says, what we are, if we're born again, we are one spirit with the Lord. And God works from the inside out. He works spirit, soul, and body. So the first thing that has to happen is, is our spirit has to be born again. Uh, in our soul, that's our personality, our mind, our will, our emotions. Uh, and so that in our soul, we contact the, the, the world of the mind and the thoughts and so on. But we also have a body. We live in a body. And of course, we, we have our five senses and the, our body allows us to operate in the physical world. So we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We are a triune being. And it's interesting that the famous Shema, the command to, of God in Deuteronomy 6 is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's a statement of the Trinity. The three are one. The Lord our God, the Lord is one that he is the three in one, and our response to God is that uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, that is from your spirit, with all your soul, or, and with all your mind, in other words, and with all your strength, that is with all your body. So God is three in one, and we are triune, and we are, the idea is that our whole spirit, soul, and body is to love God and glorify God. And, and sadly, that, has, that, that is what we were made for, but, but sin has disrupted that because mankind fell into sin. And when Adam sinned, our spirit, soul, and body got messed up. First of all, Adam's, and we inherited the same situation from Adam because he, he, mankind reproduces after its kind. So, First of all, Adam died spiritually. Uh, his spirit was cut off from the life of God. So he still had a spirit, he still had consciousness, but now it's cut off from God's life. And the glory of God that flowed out from his spirit now disappeared and he realized he was, he was naked. The power was cut off, as it were. He wasn't covered by God's glory. And, and now man's spirit is, is dead to God and it's called the old man. Uh, more than that, into his body, into his flesh, came the sin, a sin nature, which is the nature of the flesh, and that's why we are mortal bodies. Well, our bodies are gonna die because of the presence of sin, this sin nature in the flesh, which tries to pull us, tries to create covetousness in us, and, and so that, you know, it produces death in our lives. So we, we're really messed up. And also the, the influence of the sin nature on our soul, on our mind, will and emotions, is to, to cause us to, to live independently from God. And, and that creates this independent soul life. And rather than depending on God, we are now doing everything in our own strength. So our spirit, soul and body were all messed up <laughs> by the sin. And, through physical birth, we, we've received that same inheritance. Uh, and so what, what has God done through our salvation? Through Jesus' death and resurrection, he, he, he has started to save us. When we respond to the gospel, 
we receive a wonderful salvation in our spirit. And the salvation starts in our spirit. That's 3D salvation. The first step is in the past. If you're born again, you've received a new spirit. So that's why some scriptures talk about the fact we have been saved. Past tense, accomplished. God's salvation has been accomplished in your spirit, in your essential being. You're no longer a child of the devil or the child of darkness. You're a child of God. You are light in the Lord. That's reality in your spirit. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For by grace you have been saved. God's power has gone into your spirit and saved you if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord. He says, you've been saved through faith, and that salvation is not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we, in our spirit, we are his workmanship, we're his masterpiece. That's what it means, poema, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Your spirit has been recreated by God. That old man has been crucified with Christ, and God, by his power, has made your spirit into a new man. Hallelujah created for good works, which God has prepared beforehand for you to walk in. And um, the Bible says that uh, we, have be, we have been saved. But the Bible also talks about the fact that we are being saved, present tense. For instance, 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. So there's a present tense solution, salvation as well, which we call sanctification. And that's the saving of our soul. So your spirit has been saved, but your soul is being saved. As you hear the word of God, as you do the word of God, as you walk in the spirit, you are more and God's, you're growing spiritually and your soul is becoming more and more like Jesus. But the, uh, the, there is also a future salvation as well. Uh, 1 Peter 1.5 says, we are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. So there's a future salvation coming up. Um, Hebrews 9.28 talks about that too, that Christ, um, he, those who eagerly wait for Jesus, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So when Jesus returns, He's coming to complete our salvation. So we have been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved, and they're all true. We have been saved in our spirit, we are being saved in our soul, and we will be saved in our body. That's when God redeems and resurrects our body, and then we will enter into perfect salvation. And so there's an order here, spirit, soul, body. God is working from the inside out. Religion is the opposite. It works from the outside in. It thinks that if we try harder and do more, somehow that's going to save us. But no, we have to be changed from the inside. Jesus said, you must be born again. You've got to receive a new spirit. Then the life of the spirit can then start changing you from the inside out. As we behold the, the Lord, uh, we are changed from glory to glory. And the, the word there is metamorphosis which means it's the same thing as a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. What's really happening there is that, that inner butterfly comes, breaks through the, the cocoon and, and is manifested. And so transformation is that the life of Jesus that's on the inside of us comes through uh, 
and, and is manifested. So salvation starts in our spirit and it's happening right now in our soul. So God saves our spirit. That's why it says that in Christ we are a new creation. Praise God. Ephesians 2 talks about that we've been, you know, made alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. You've been raised up together with Christ and made to sit together in heavenly places. And so this has happened in our spirit. Our spirit, the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead was applied to our spirit. And our spirit was made alive with the life of God. And so the and it's been raised with Christ. So the resurrection power of Christ has been applied to our spirit. And our spirit has been, has been raised from the dead. You see, Jesus... It was a fully man. He had a human spirit, soul, and body. And his whole humanity experienced death, and then it experienced resurrection power, raising it from the dead. And in the same way, in Christ, we receive that same power. And the first thing that power has done is raised our spirit from the dead. So your spirit is already resurrected. Your spirit is now alive to God. The book, Romans 6 says, reckon yourself alive to God. That's in your spirit you're alive to God. Your flesh isn't alive to God, but your spirit's alive to God. Hallelujah. You are more than a conqueror in your spirit, you see, that, that you are light in the Lord. These things are true. And so your spirit is, you are an overcomer. The Bible says you are an overcomer because your spirit has now overcome sin and Satan. Praise God. And the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit. So by grace you have been saved. If any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. The, the new has come and all things now in the spirit are of God. Titus talks about this, that uh, not by works of righteousness that we've been done. I think this is Titus 2.13. But according to his mercy, he saved us. Praise. He did it. He saved us through the washing of regeneration. That's the new birth and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And um, it says in Colossians 2, 9, For in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of principalities and powers. And you have been circumcised uh, with a circumcision made without hands. And so... Well, that means our spirit has been cut free from the power of the flesh. Your spirit is now a, 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 an overcomer. It has the life of God in it. And, and the, the, the power of sin does not touch your spirit. You can still sin by yielding to your flesh, but your spirit does not bring forth that sin. Praise God. Um, Ephesians 4.24 talks about the new man, the new spirit man is created according to God according to true righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. So God has done a wonderful salvation in your spirit. But now let's look at the second level or dimension of salvation. Our soul is being saved. Praise God. Yes, um, we've got wrong thoughts in our minds. We weren't, our soul wasn't saved completely when we we're born again. We still got wrong ideas and wrong concepts and we need to renew our mind with the word of God for the salvation in our spirit to really come through um, because we've collected all kinds of wrong beliefs and so forth. And so now our spirit's been saved. There is a choice because now we do have 
God's power working in our spirit. And our soul stands between our spirit and our body. So now we choose in our soul how to live. We can either choose to depend on the power of the spirit or we can choose to, to surrender to the flesh and obey the flesh. And so we're being pulled, as it were, in our souls one of two ways. And the Bible says, as we choose to walk in the spirit and trust the spirit, we will experience life and peace. But if we set our minds on the flesh, we will experience death and all that is negative. So it really depends on what you give your attention to. Do you give your attention to the things of the spirit or, or the flesh? Uh, whatever you feed will have the dominance, you know. And so Jesus, James said, 121, receive with meekness the implanted word of God, which is able to save your souls. So notice the salvation of our soul is a present tense thing. And it, God does it through his word and through his spirit. And as God renews your mind to the word of God, that allows the spiritual life in the spiritual fountain of God that is flowing out of your spirit to flow through your soul. And as you believe the word of God and do the word of God, so the life in the spirit flows through you and you experience the fruit of the spirit developing in your soul. The Bible says in John, sorry, Romans 12, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may demonstrate what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. So in other words, as you renew your mind to the word of God, you experience a transformation, a metamorphosis, that which is on the inside in your spirit and the Holy Spirit is able to come forth onto the outside and be seen in your life. The key is the renewing of your mind because your mind is your soul and your soul is between your spirit and your body. And so as you change your mind to bring it into agreement, you see, then it can flow out. You think of yourself as a temple. Holy of holies is that your spirit, the holy place, and then the body. Now, there's a veil of unbelief. The Bible describes the veil between the holy of holies and the holy place uh, as being unbelief. And when we turn to the Lord, God removes that unbelief and our mind is renewed, and then the glory in the Holy of Holies can come shining through. Praise God. And that's transformation. And so it says, uh, 1 Peter 1.9 says, receiving the end of your faith. So it's through your faith. The more you hear the word, the more faith you get. And then as you do it, it says, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So God is working to do that. Philippians 2.12 says, work out your salvation, your own salvation, with fear and trembling, in submission to God, trusting in God. That's what fear and, fear and trembling means. You work out your own salvation, for God works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. So God is working out from your spirit to give you the desire and the power to do his will, and then as you obey and work it out, it says your, your own salvation then gets worked out in your soul and in your life. Praise God. And so there is also a third dimension of our salvation, which is yet future. While we're in this life, we will never be perfect because we'll still have this body and the sin nature in that body. But 1 Thessalonians 5.8 says, 
put on as a helmet the hope of salvation. This is future salvation. For God appointed you to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And when Jesus returns and resurrects our bodies, praise God, our body will be saved. And now there won't be any sin present in our being at all. Praise God, because even our body will be glorified at that time and, and at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we will absolutely be perfect and we will be given the, a glorified body and the glory of God will fill our beings. Praise God. Set a blood in our veins. We'll have the glory of God flowing through us. And so let me say this blessing for you One in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Uh, you know, that may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's when it's going to be completed. Till then, we're all work under construction. Believe this now. He who calls you is faithful who will also do it. You see? Have that assurance. You trust in Christ completely. He promises you, I am faithful. What I have begun in you, I will complete it. Trust me. I have saved your spirit and I am now saving your soul. Give attention to my word. Give attention to my spirit and I will transform you to be more and more like Jesus. And one day I will complete that process when I resurrect your body and you will be glorified for all eternity. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for my past salvation. Thank you that you saved my spirit. Thank you that I'm born again when I receive Jesus as Lord. Thank you, Lord, now the Holy Spirit lives in me, and the Holy Spirit is working with the Word of God to save my soul, to transform me from glory to glory. And thank you, Lord, that one day you're going to save my body. Hallelujah. You're going to resurrect my body, and I, all sin will be removed from me. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Thank you.